design is not a, a gift you are born with. You can train it and practice it and get better. I created content every single day for around a year. The effect of uh, consistency is very powerful. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bikes, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by Jim Raptis, an indie hacker from Greece who is working full time on his portfolio of projects, including Brandbird and Magic Pattern, which are both doing $1,500 MRR. If you've seen those cool screenshots on Twitter with the nice drop shadow in the gradient background, those are made with Brandbird. In this episode, we talk about why Jim quit working at his funded startup to pursue indie hacking, how he learned how to design as an engineer, and what he's done to launch two revenue-generating SaaS products. Now, if a friend tells you to give a product a go, usually you'll try it out. Or if you see someone on Twitter recommend a tool to use, you'll likely sign up. And that is the power of social proof at play, and it can be super effective on your landing page, which is why I'm happy to recommend Testimonial to you, who are kindly sponsoring this episode of Indie Bytes. Testimonial allows you to easily collect testimonials from your customers and automatically embeds them on your landing page. You might have seen a wall of love with a bunch of supportive tweets and videos on various products that you've signed up for. And that wall is created using Damon Chen's product, Testimonial. All you have to do is sign up, paste those nice things people have said about you, and we'll create a beautiful set of testimonials that you can easily embed on your site or share online. Head to testimonial.2 or hit the link in the show notes to create your Twitter wall of love for free. Or if you want to sign up for a pay plan, get a whopping 25% off for 12 months with the code IndieBytes at checkout. Let's get into the episode. Jim, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks a lot for having me. I'm fine. Indie Bytes is actually the only podcast I listen. That means a lot that you listen to it. Uh, We've been speaking on Twitter a while. I've been impressed with what you launched with Magic Pattern and also Brand Bird and the other things that you've launched. But let's take a step back to before you started indie hacking, before you Mm -hmm. started creating these products. I'm interested in what you were doing then. I know you mentioned you started a funded startup. Uh, I was running a startup with three other guys. We met in university and started the project as a side university project, then uh, evolved it into a startup. We raised funds and we ran the product for around two years. We actually built a product team with five guys and, and then COVID hit us. Our burn rate uh, was running, but we couldn't raise more funds. So we decided to put the startup on uh, hold. And it was the reason I went uh, full-time into indie hacking. So why going from sort of a funded startup, Mm -hmm. something which uh, I'm guessing you had growth ambitions for, did you not decide to try and pivot to move towards something that was more remote friendly or start another project with funding? Why is it you chose to go down the indie hacking route? To be honest, uh, the COVID crisis was uh, just an excuse. I was uh, not feeling fulfilled. It's uh, it's totally fine, and it's many people love it, and it's a perfect fit for them. But starting to realize, because at that time I was I started some uh, side projects and found the joy of building something on your own compared to running a product that you don't have the full ownership, and uh, it made me so much happier and uh, enjoying all these little things like uh, your first dollar. It's an amazing feeling. That's very common with people who have gone from VC to indie hacking. They weren't feeling fulfilled with their whatever product they were working on and they wanted ownership. When we were speaking the other day, you said you're a programmer at heart, but all of your projects surrounding design, well, most of them are surrounding design and a lot of the tips you put on Twitter are all focused on being a designer. So how did you get into that and why did you decide to focus on that instead of the engineering side of things? 
it's a, a very funny story because when I was in university on the, on my first year, I was struggling financially. So I wanted to find a job to support my expenses. So I Googled about how to make money online, found Upwork, which is a freelancing marketplace and looked at what kind of services can I provide. I had very little experience on Photoshop. So I said, why not? I find a gig there. I was designing cartoons uh, for a couple of months. And uh, then eventually I found UI and UX design. I fell in love with the whole process and, and everything. So I get better and better every day. When I was a teenager, I thought I was the least creative person in the world. So I want to emphasize that uh, design is not a, a gift you are born with. You can train it and practice it and get better. I think that's a really good point. And I, when I was younger, I never thought of myself as a creative person. But then I realized that there's lots of different areas you can be creative that isn't just design and illustration. And the other thing is that you can learn the creative skills. Yes, some right. people have more of a gift or they can pick it up more quickly. But I think a lot of these skills, if you practice at it every day, you can get good. Exactly. Being a founder is a, is a great help because uh, you do so much stuff. You're a generalist. You design, build websites or do your financials. And you learn how to do multiple things. You understand that it's not too complex to learn new skills. So let's talk about Magic Pattern. Your first revenue generating indie product launched it last August. Where did that idea come from for you? And can you just explain to me what Magic Pattern is? So I was watching a Shopify conference and I saw their intro. It was full of abstract shapes around the, the screen. I, I was amazed by the graphics. So the engineer inside me woke up and I wanted to know if, it's, if this kind of graphics, it's possible to generate them uh, with code. Then I uh, create a very simple MVP to just validate that uh, it's possible to create these uh, graphics. And I was amazed with the, the results. So then uh, it evolved into a product. So, and Magic Pattern right now is a, a full design uh, suite. It includes uh, several small tools, mainly for designers or people who want to don't know how to design, but uh, want to have some graphics for their design assets. And when you launched it, did you have a big audience you were launching it to? Where did you go about getting those first users for it? Uh, I was using Twitter more actively for a couple of months, but I didn't have any huge audience. I think uh, I was uh, around 300 uh, followers. A, a few months earlier, I had launched uh, some products on ProHand, two, uh, three products. So at the time uh, I was ready to launch, I posted on Twitter gained some feedback and fixed all, all of the early bugs and then made a bigger launch on Prada Hunt late August, which is which was the the moment I realized that this can be a product because I, I earned some money from lifetime deals back then. And my, my favorite tool of yours is Brand Bird. I mentioned earlier how much right. <laughs> I love it. What was what sparked the idea for you to start Brand Bird? So Brandon is a tool when uh, you add a screenshot or an image and uh, it, it automatically transforms it into a beautiful tweet or a graphic for your website or anywhere. So I was designing my design tips or 
for, for every single tweet, I tried to include an image. So I was spending around 10 or 15 minutes on, in Figma, trying to polish every, every post to the official uh, Twitter guidelines. Then I asked myself, if I, uh, a professional designer, spends so much time on a single graphic, how people who don't have any experience of using tools like Figma or any other tool, so how do these people create the graphics? And uh, that was a question I wanted to, to answer by building a, a small tool that is going to anyway help me create graphics more efficiently. So it's going to save me a ton of time. And at the same time, I could maybe create a separate product from this MVP. Yeah, it, not only for people that don't use Figma or can't use design tools, even those that can that want to save time, it is so right. frictionless because a lot of us indies are sharing screenshots all the time and getting frustrated with them being cropped. It's just so easy <laughs> to quickly whip open Brand Bird, Command V, and it's already got my template saved, exactly how I like my images, right. with, the, with the angle of the 3D, with the shadow how I like, with the background how I like, even the scaling of the images. And then I can just uh, copy that straight into Twitter. So I think it's got so much potential. And you're about 500 MRR with this now, right? Yeah, yeah. What sort of things are you doing to grow to make sure that every person on Twitter has Brandbird? I wanted to apply the product-led technique on growth for Brandbird. Have a great UX so people who uh, first-timers on your product will... Uh, get the value instantly. Then uh, in time, these people will share their graphics on Twitter with a watermark. So other people will see how, how the user created the, the graphic. Or if they remove the watermark, I've seen that many people ask in the comments that these graphics yeah. are great, so how did you create them? And uh, the creator then shares Brandbert. So for this early stage, I was uh, only using uh, word of mouth and the watermark thing to grow Brandbird until now. And from now on, I want to create some SEO content and boost the organic uh, traffic to my product. How are you splitting your time between multiple projects and why are you doing multiple projects and building up this portfolio instead of just uh, working on one thing and focusing on it? There are many reasons because in the beginning, I was only working on Magic Pattern, and at some point, I felt so confused that I didn't want to work on the project. So I was getting bored and frustrated. So I started to split my time between multiple projects to, to enjoy more what I do, because I love building. I don't particularly love marketing or any... And then I realized that when you have a product, you can very easily create a new one, you are going to reuse 80% of your code and just change the interface. So it, it, it was very easy creating more and more products. Also, mm -hmm. when you have multiple products, if Magic Pattern dies in, in a year from now, because these graphics that are generated become, became outdated, I wouldn't care too much because I'll have another SaaS, which is uh, ready to, to grow. Without a doubt. And you've grown your Twitter audience quite a lot. Uh, you started taking it seriously last summer when you launched Magic Pattern. You said you launched right. it to just 300 followers. You're now at 9,000, Jim. Now, that's pretty good growth in the last year. What have you been doing to, to grow your Twitter that, that well? 
I did a couple of things. First thing was last summer when I decided to go full into Twitter, double down all my efforts. And I said to myself that I need to post a valuable tweet every day. And uh, this boosted my confidence and uh, consistency. And then eventually it became a habit for me. So I created content every single day for around a year. And the, the, the effect of uh, consistency is, is very powerful on every aspect in life. My second biggest lesson from, from this Twitter growth was that you need to pick a specific topic and create content for this. Mm -hmm. I saw the, the biggest growth when I focused on design tips and I was posting regularly tips about design. So people still have me in their minds as a, a designer and they follow me because they want to become better in design. Smart tips. And I'm wondering, we, we've spoken a lot about things going well, like the growth of Magic Pattern and Brand Bird and launching these things. But have there been any points over the last couple of years where you've been indie hacking where it's not gone so well? You've had challenges, you felt low and it's, you've wanted to stop. Yeah, of course. And basically, it's a very tough mental game being a founder because you essentially work more than being an employee. You have more risks and you need to, to think more of what to do because if you take a risk and it, it doesn't succeed, you might have a, a serious problem with your financials or anything. And another huge topic is burnout. I very regularly feel like I have no creativity or no joy to continue. But recently uh, I understood that when you don't feel okay, you don't have a desired work, the best you can do is to take a few days off, completely log off everything and just have a good time with real people in, in your life or uh, doing something that you love apart from anything uh, techy. I think that's a great tip and uh, a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, to to be productive, to what well, we see all the productivity porn online as well, seeing people hitting their MRR goals on Twitter and we just want to keep working and working. But sometimes when you're not feeling okay, it is fine to stop. I end every episode on three recommendations, a book, a podcast, and an indie hacker or entrepreneur. I totally recommend for anyone indie hacking to read Traction. The only podcast I listen is the Flow State podcast. It's a podcast about focus music. It's using a Pomodoro technique. And for 20 minutes, you listen for music to keep you focused. The, a person I admire, I'll go with Peter Levels because he was the one that uh, taught me about indie hiking with his book. So it's a lesson, lesson for me. All right, man. Good stuff. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Buys. All links for everything discussed will be in the show notes as always. If you want the easiest way to collect testimonials for your brand, then check out today's sponsor, Testimonial. And if you're interested in hearing more about my journey building an indie business, I have a bootstrap a ride-along show called No More Mondays. All links are in those show notes. See you next week.